Welcome to the Drive Deeper Podcast, where we gather together on your morning commute to dive deeper into the scripture and give you a word to meditate on the rest of the day so that you can walk closely with the Lord during your busy week. Today we're going to be looking at the first of two statements in Matthew 1 and 2 regarding the purpose for the coming of Christ or what the Christ shall do when he comes. The first statement we're going to cover today is found in Matthew 1.21, which says that Joseph is to give Mary's son the name Jesus, which in Hebrew is Yeshua and means salvation. He's to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. When we think about being saved from sins, there are really three important ways that Jesus saves us from our sins. And yet, I think the first and the third are typically what we emphasize when we think about the purpose of Jesus dying on the cross. And today I really want to hone in on number two and how you are living into the life he died to give you. But let's talk about number one and number three first, and we'll get back to number two. The first thing that Jesus came to save us from is the punishment of our sins. He came to give us forgiveness. He came to cleanse us from our sins. He came to remove our sins from us and the debt that we owe the Lord as a result of our sins. He, in dying on the cross, took upon him the very wrath of God because he bore our sins in his body on the cross and gave himself for us as a guilt offering. Jesus is truly the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He wipes us clean of them so that our slate is truly pure. As a result of this, Jesus saves us from the punishment of our sins. The third thing he does is saves us from the presence of sin. Now, this has not happened yet. He has accomplished this great salvation, but we look to this day in hope of its coming. Jesus promises us an eternity with him in his presence where we shall never sin again, where there will be no more death, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more sin. So we look forward to that day when we see him as he is and are made like him. In John, Jesus says that he always does what is pleasing to the Father. Isn't it incredible to think that one day that will be true of us? Throughout all of eternity, not while we're sitting on clouds playing harps, but while we are serving and worshiping the Lord forever and ever, we will always do what is pleasing to Him. 
So Jesus saves us from the presence of sin when we enter into paradise, into heaven, and are glorified with him because of what he has done for us through his work on the cross and his resurrection. But the last thing that I want to talk about and really emphasize is the second thing he does for us. And I know I'm going out of order here, but I'm, I'm thinking about this chronologically. He's saved us from the punishment of sin by justifying us. He will eventually save us from the presence of sin when we are glorified and with him. And the salvation which he has fully accomplished is fully applied. But right now, what we are living into is that Jesus has saved us from the power of sin. We are no longer enslaved to sin. Romans 6 talks about this clearly. And as maybe I mentioned before, this is the very passage that brought me to salvation in Christ because I did not understand this. Jesus didn't just die to forgive us. Jesus didn't just die to allow us into eternity with him where there will no longer be the presence of sin. But Jesus died for us so that in believing in him, we would be united with him that our old self would be crucified with him on the cross, buried with him in the grave, and when he is risen from the dead, we are raised to newness of life to be able to walk in a completely different capacity than we ever could before. Because the one who dies is freed from sin which means you have two choices. You can wait until you die physically and then you'll be released from the power of sin. But that won't really matter because you're no longer alive. Or you can believe in Jesus Christ and be united to him, die with him, and be raised to newness of life now and live a life that is no longer enslaved to sin, but to God, to righteousness. No longer about serving yourself, but about the one who died for you. Jesus died so that you could be born again unto new life, so that you could become a new creation so that he could give you his Holy Spirit permanently to empower you to live a life of righteousness. But the question is, are you living into the life he died to give you? Is this your focus? Is this your goal? Or are you indulging in that for which he died to release you from? Are you still trying to fit into the world he has set you apart from? 
you know, as I thought about this for my own life, the Lord brought to mind Proverbs 26, 11, which says, as a dog returns to its own vomit, so too a fool returns to his folly. And I thought about it in a way that's a little bit different than I have previously. What I focused on in meditating on that verse today was this. Something's wrong with a dog's stomach. They've eaten something they shouldn't have. They've gotten into the trash or something in the yard. And their body has a natural reaction to remove it from their system because it's causing them harm. So they vomit it up. And then what does the dog go do? He goes and takes what his body has just removed and he indulges in it again. So the very thing which caused the problem is now within him once again. And this made me think, man, this is exactly what we do when we go back to, when we indulge in the things that Jesus came to release us from. Jesus gave himself for us to deliver us from this perverse generation. So Jesus came to deliver us from these things. He expels them from us. He removes them from us. And we say, no, I want them back in. We are no better than a dog that returns to its own vomit. And so I pray that you would reflect upon this with me. That you would take time to search your heart and see what are the areas of sin that you've clung on to, that you've gone back to, that you are still walking in. Paul commands us, after saying we've been released from the bondage of sin, you're no longer a slave to sin, it's no longer your taskmaster. But in Romans 6.12, he says, No longer let sin reign over your mortal body. Which means we have the capacity to allow sin back into our life to the extent that it rules over us. We've been released from our master of sin, but we let him enter back in. Brothers and sisters, may this not be. And may we truly seek day by day to... And may we seek day by day, to live into the life that Jesus so graciously died to give us. For he was born to die and to save us from our sins.